Hello, and welcome to the Honest Canine Connection Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Erica. I own Made with Love Pups. I am a French Bulldog breeder and a dog trainer. I'm Mariah. I own and operate County Paws, and I am a dog trainer. And I'm Seneca. I own and operate Seneco, and I am a dog trainer, and we are your everyday pack guys. We have open-minded, informative, controversial conversations. And, and we are so glad you're here. So today's topic is crates and why and what and why not to use them yes all that all the fun stuff so we're going to talk all crates and um, we're going to have some different perspectives here because we have well three trainers a breeder we we also board we have dogs of our own so we go to the vets we do grooming (laughs) bunch of yep fun fun stuff so we're going to get into that now so for me personally, I don't know if we can kind of go through this together is crates are like super important for everything. So if you want to go on the plane, if you want to go and get your dog groomed, if you want to go to the vets, let's just say neutered, spayed, they're going into a crate. So if your dog doesn't know how to use a crate, their mindset is going to be pretty screwed. Junk. Mm-hmm. Even if they were to get out, let's say they got out of Humane Society, somebody picks them up. They get sent to Humane Society. They're put in a crate. Yeah. And they're going to have the worst time already because they don't know where they are. And then plus being in a crate is just going to make them go crazy. Mm-hmm. And do you really want somebody random training your dog on the crate for the first time? Like, and I would say it's not even training, but like if you're not going to use the crate, but everybody else in the world is going to, do you really want some random handler to put your dog in the crate for the first time? I'll tell you, I would not want that. Like, no, that is a stressful situation for handler and dog, and we've been there. Yeah. Um, we've been there where we can't even get dogs in crates. Yep. So I would just say if there is a piece that you guys are doing this for um, because you got dogs, not to have them in crates, and you wanted them to live this wonderful life, I would make I would challenge you to really look at the life you and your dog are living um, and understanding a boundary is very important mm-hmm. for you guys. And if the dog isn't crate trained, it's just a perfect place to start, even if you don't plan to do it forever. Yeah. Right? Well, and it's the same thing. When you get your first puppy, you want to cuddle it and you want to have so much fun, let it roam. You want it to jump up and yeah. do all these things, which is great. And we all have been there. All yeah. of us, even us being trainers and breeders, we've all been there. But the problem is, is potty training makes it super hard. Oh, yeah. Um, when you have to leave, it makes it super hard. So now we're just putting our dog in a crate when we go to work. And mm-hmm. how's our puppy's mindset when we leave? Yeah. Um, which right now I have a puppy, which is pretty much the same thing. So when I first got him, it was literally full-blown him freaking out in the crate because he thought it was just him being in trouble. Because every time he goes in it, his family leaves. Um so he's right actually in this room right now. Yep. <laughs> We're in here talking and there's dogs in here and he's not freaking out anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, and Seneca has a puppy. Yes. And, uh, okay, so I have two dogs that I retrained, Jackson Millie, la- a year and a half ago or so. Um, but Freya is my new puppy. And the difference between what I've done with Freya and what I've done with Jackson Millie 
is I was that owner that was very much like, I'm going to do, you know, I'm not going to put my dogs in crates. I'm, I want them to have, you know, freedom. I want them to have all this. And what I would say is that Jackson Millie, if not in crates, will still pee and poo in my house. Freya was crate trained in two days, the behaviors in two days. Um, and then the potty breaks and stuff like that took me a total of two weeks. And what I would say is that now Freya could have the opportunity to cuddle, but she doesn't want it because she's quite a bit more balanced than the other two were. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it comes down to, it comes down to, I think just lifestyle and really what you plan to do with your dogs. Cause if you plan to take them out anywhere, uh, you would need a crate, but if you're not taking them out places, then I could see why you wouldn't need a crate. Um, and I can understand that. And if that's what you plan to do, no problem. But what I would say is don't, don't put that stress on anybody else. Don't try to board that dog somewhere. Um, find somebody who's going to come into your house and keep that dog in the right mindset because, um, everything that you're doing that is, I'm giving quotations right now, nice is actually pretty shitty because when you go on vacation and I know your mindset when you're on vacation is tough too. Um, but it's without a doubt your dog is having a harder time without a doubt. So, um, and, and the attendants and the people working with it are having a hard time because we're trying to figure out now how to tell you that your dog was not good and we want to be respectful, but we kind of feel duped at times too, because our rules are <laughs> they're crate trained. And then it's like that dog's not crate trained, but then it's perspective, right? Because they might think crate training is different. So and before I pass it off to Erica, I apologize, but I just want to talk about even um, with Ron here. Yeah. I had to ask Seneca multiple times because he was vomiting. He was having lots of issues when he first came. He stopped eating. Um, and I was like, okay, I got to take him into the vet. There's no way. I haven't had a puppy in a long time. And Seneca's like, wait, listen, he's probably having separation anxiety. And guess what he was doing that evening to the morning the next day? He was eating. He was fine. There was no issues at all. So I would have went to the vet, spent one hundred and fifty dollars oh, yeah. to get him looked at, just for them to tell me there's nothing wrong. Yeah. He's stressed, but this is a three month old puppy. So think about how that affected his mind. Mm -hmm. Oh so, yeah, sorry, Erica. No, that's okay. <laughs> and I was, I, I agree. I agree and disagree. Like I, I get how you're saying if that's not what everybody believes, if they're not taking their dog anywhere, they shouldn't be great trained. But I think they should, just in case if there's an emergency or like let's say. Um, fire breaks out at your house mm -hmm. or a car, hits, a car it. hits it and then that dog's gonna get picked up put in a crate if they're not used to it because you don't do it all the time they're gonna freak out and that's gonna cause even more of a problem right yeah um, that's why I think it's super important I create chain from the moment that they're born we bring them back from the hospital they are in crates with mama they're feeding in crates they're sleeping in crates once they're not um, with mom like 24-7, I usually will pen the crate so they can come in and out of the crate as they please, but they're also in a pen. So there's a bigger area, but they still go to sleep in the crate. Mm -hmm. um, and then once they get a little bit older, then we start to do individual crates for them, which right. is... And at no point the dog needed the human. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. it's like instinctually they didn't... You just provided a really a nicer place for them to yeah. take care of each other. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's it's just safer. Like I can leave for a few hours to go do whatever I need to do. And then sleep wise too, like we start training early, early, early on. 
And it just makes the transition so much better if they are already accustomed to that. Yeah. And I'm the one that deals with them crying and freaking out before they even get to you. So you're welcome. <laughs> Is there anything else we want to touch on that part? No, I think that's good. I think people just need, and I, I want to just add on to just what um, Erica said about like, you know, I think my answer to like, you know, if you guys don't want to do anything with your dogs is more of like a frustration piece after being in the business for two years where it's like, I fundamentally believe in crates. And like, I've talked about this a few different times where it's just like, um, you know, it gets to this point where we can only help people so much. And if you guys don't want to help yourselves, that's fine. And if you don't see it being valuable, that's what my point was more about that is like, if you guys are going to not crate train your dogs, well then at least have the respect for your dogs to understand that they aren't socialized with the world likely and you have no shut off for them which means if you try to take them to mom and dad's or a friend's house mm -hmm. when they're calm with you on your lap it's very different energy when other people are around Definitely. dogs are off energy so i do agree with erica every dog should there should be a non-negotiable it should be like a um a license that people should have to have where it's like no, you know i would love to see something like that in breeders where it's like you know with breeder rights and or yeah. not breeder rights and or whatever it is i don't know the whole thing <laughs> is that breeding rights or non-breeding rights well if like, you want to sell okay anybody okay. who breeds should right be yes great training exactly as part of their program yeah exactly so and most um, of them do, do. yeah I mean, I, I the reputable ones that would have a yeah bunch of dogs running around no the, major the majority of them are, right? So, yeah, no, I think that that's, that's the point is that it just kind of gets to where it's like, you know, if your dog's not crate trained, it's not crate trained, but don't put it through a bunch of different things yeah. then if it can't mentally handle that, right? Or bring it to boarding where it gets everybody, yeah, you know, out of their minds that I can't train a dog if there's a dog that's quotations, crate trained, yeah. and it will take two hours yeah. to calm down while I'm still trying to work with other dogs there's no way that yeah. mindset of that dog so like what is your perspective on crate trains like what what is that to you like if somebody mine, in a day train or even a dog coming back to you like what is crate train mine crate train is a dog that you can put in a crate and walk away and the dog is not losing its shit agreed yeah agreed like and in any sit with the any... door with the door closed yeah if you can close the door and you can walk away and your dog is not losing its shit sure it's going to whine a little bit especially if there's yeah. other dogs or Fair. people in the, in the place wherever you are, but like if having it a is meltdown. having a nervous meltdown, screaming, barking, destructive, clawing, okay. yeah, that is not crate training. Okay. Yeah, and I was going to say a dog that can decompress in the crate, so yeah. that means fall asleep, and it doesn't have to be within the five minutes, it's yeah. just no, no. when it can, so it lays like down, it realizes, right. yeah, like we have three, four, four dogs in crates right now, and yeah. we don't hear a peep, they're all on their side, they're all laying down, they're sleeping. Um, Even with us sitting here and having two dogs out they are content and quiet. These are crate trained yeah. dogs. Even the puppy. Yeah. And, and it has an aid. It has a sleeping aid. We have mm -hmm. a blanket over it to kind of. Yeah, we're, we're doing everything. Like, we're not just throwing the dogs in and being like, figure it out. No, yeah. we're very much like we're going through levels of um, boundaries, right? Like, it's like the dog can see through it. Perfect. We're going to put the crate, the blanket over it. But the other piece is we're also watching to ensure they're not pulling the blanket through mm -hmm. and yeah. chewing it. Like, Crate training has to be interactive while you shut up. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you got to keep your mouth shut and you got to mm -hmm. keep your energy good. Um, it's like 
the baby if it's crying. Like put it in the crib and just, you know, like you can't just walk away, but you got to still like put it down, make sure yeah. it's safe. Gotta, and like, then just like, yeah, like they got to self-soothe a little bit, right? Well, and I think that's good for us to get into this next thing, which I was just going to say is the, how do we though? Yeah. Is how do we pre-train? Because yeah. the, that is like a common misconception with people. Like they think, oh, every time it cries, okay, it has to go outside. And we're letting it out in this crying state. Like yeah. this is not what we're doing. So with Ron, yeah. and you definitely know with Freya, yeah. um, if we open that crate door, that's it's just going to keep going. And yeah. Ron took two and a half hours to calm down. And then he was able to go out. I, I laugh how his name is Ron. I, I know. It's a human. And a golden Ron. Ron. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a 50-year-old man. And his little tag yeah. says, hello, my name is Ron. Oh, like, oh, he's so somewhere. <laughs> oh, he's cute. I love it. That's awesome. But okay. no, it's just, yeah. like, and you well, have the experience. And I think I'd like to hear a little bit more of, like, what the perspective is from Erica first on, like, mm-hmm. what those first eight weeks look like. Because then <laughs> we can get to, because um, I could talk about getting a dog that wasn't crate trained, but yeah. was clearly boundary trained and a farm dog that came, like, a working line yeah. dog, right? Whereas, like, you can talk about, like, how, what's that first four weeks like? No. It is a lot of poop. Um, no. So typically they, they all, I have like a bigger crate yeah. at the beginning. So I have them all together. So they're in a crate, um, but they're not by themselves. So they have their whole family there, their litter mates. So I think it's a little bit less stressful at the beginning just because they have like a buddy in there with them, right? Yeah. So I'll do that for about... The first four weeks um and then i move them into smaller crates and i'll do two at a time okay. in a crate for about a week and then after that i split them up and they each individually go into their own crates okay. so um during the day we I, I let them out they eat they play they poop back into the crates and that's just the routine that i do consistently all day long um and then once they're in their own crate as they get a little bit older we're looking at like week seven week eight is when they're independently sleeping by themselves in the crate um and just like you would have a puppy right you feed him play go outside into the crate um and then when they're smaller every time they do whine i do bring them out just because we're potty trading at the same time as well um but then by the time they're ready to go to their new homes or forever homes. They're a lot more comfortable in the crates. So that's how I do it anyways. I know like at the beginning when you get a dog, you know, they say like treats, put a treat in there, put food in there, but mine are just automatically in there. They, yeah, they it's, it's their sleeping quarters, yeah. right? And it's where they hang routine. out when I'm not there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just that routine from the get-go. Um, I was just going to add on to that. So like to just talk about like, you know, that earlier comments, how I said, like, you know, if you don't want to crate train your dogs and don't take them out of the house, it's like Erica just explains, I think, what majority of good breeders are doing for us. And probably not even some good breeders, like, you know, some backyard breeders are still crate training your dogs, right? Like, so yeah. there are still crappy breeders out there still doing the very bare minimum, right? Yeah. So my thing is, like, you know, we ha- we practice, and I know myself included, um, is that, like, we just got to stop taking things so personally, right? It's yeah. like you, Erica does all this work and then her dog goes to a good home and it is a good home. Even if they don't quite understand the understanding of the crate and it takes people some time to like get on board, yeah. right? Um, it still has a, like that mean um, double standard, I guess. Like people 
Yes. I feel like think putting your dog in a crate is mean or like punishment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was I going to say? I'm like, I was just going to say like, it's, I can understand that. And I, this is, so my one thing that I say to people when I go to their house and I, they ask me, you know, you know, how long do I have to use the crate? All this kind of stuff. I'll ask them, you know, if they say like, I don't want it to feel like a punishment. My first thing I say is like, well, how do you know that the dog understands it's a punishment? Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm angry. And it's like, okay, well then it doesn't matter what you do in anything. Your dog already feels like it's a punishment, right? Yeah. So the point of it is if you are waiting to the end of their threshold, it will be a punishment. Like, of course, of course it is. It's a consequence to their actions. Mm -hmm. But if you just use it, how your breeder used it and how your trainers are using it and really understand it's a bedroom. So it's, yeah. it's like, it's not like, you know, I'm 18 years old and I move out of my house and my parents are like, no more bedroom. No, like we just moved to our own places and we still have a bedroom because it's a routine we created, yeah. right? So it's like, it's only mean if you guys aren't doing the work, you know, like, of course it feels mean if your dog is in there freaking out yeah. because you have not trained them to be in the crate. You haven't conditioned them to be in the crate. So your, your breeders and your trainers are doing all this work and then you guys are, as soon as they bark or whine, you're taking them out of the crate. And I hear it all the time. It's like, well, they are sad. And it's like, that's bullshit. Like, yeah. like that's, you know, you yeah. Sad? Like, so it's like, I get it. I, I totally understand. And, and the point of what I was going to even say was like the headspace with the dogs, like they're wild animals. Like they are dead animals. They are wild by nature. And what we ask them to do in this modern world is very unnatural. Oh yeah. So it's not a surprise we have these insane behavioral issues because we're asking them to live in this modern world and we're saying the crates are mean and the e-collars and the training tools are all mean the way they talk is mean and then we're trying to push our communication on them so it's just like for for the crates it's you're just making everybody's life a little bit harder and and i can imagine your life is very hard <laughs> like oh, if yeah. you're not using a crate i will without a doubt say yours is the hardest yeah um but, you know, we don't get any sort of joy of a dog barking in a crate either. Like, we don't, we don't like that. We don't like posting those videos. We don't, no. that's, that's mm -hmm. not a, it's never a good feeling when that happens, right? And with Ron, Seneca knows I was voice noting her yes. all the time. I'm like, what am I going to do? What yeah. am I, because I felt like an owner. Yeah. Because I, I haven't had a puppy in three years. Like, and I didn't crate train my puppies. So they didn't know. Like, yeah. they, and I didn't know. And yeah. like, this Ron is flipping out in yeah. the crate and I was like, yep, this wasn't it. This is not, I gotta, I'm just quitting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that night, the next morning he still did it. And then ever since he's been quiet. So yeah. like so you have to get through it. Yeah. Yep. And Svetlana, who is Cavi's owner told me two days. Yep. Um, and uh, she said the same thing. Freya, I will say two days. Like yep. it was two days of screaming and yep. her not understanding. But what I will say, and what a lot of people notice, if you aren't putting your dog in a crate in a car, you're missing mm -hmm. a huge opportunity to crate train them. Yeah. Yes, that's because good. Because yeah. if oh. not, they're going to sit on your lap because yeah. they're going to wander yeah. around or you've slammed on the brakes and your puppy's fallen down right. already. You know, like, so you're going to do what you feel is instinctually right to do. And the way we love is different than dogs. So yeah. it's like, put them in the crate. The safest place for them is always the crate, mm -hmm. right? Um, but yeah. Even when you leave, like, if you have a puppy... If you have a puppy, you know your dog is going to eat everything. 
what even things that you put up puppies will get them so it's like i don't even, even i can't even believe i didn't train jacks and millie and like left them alone like the think amount about, of poop think I about would all this stuff oh, <laughs> they eaten, oh, right? oh millie ate a motrin the two weeks after being um uh with me so she was small enough to get under my bed before i had a dog i would have motrin next to my bed i would drop them all the time well, no big deal i just there's like a graveyard of Voltrin <laughs> under my bed. Well, Millie was five pounds when I brought her home. Oh. So I had to get her stomach pumps the first. And you think that I was crate trained her after that? No, I put her in the crate. And the next day I was like, she can't be in there. She oh doesn't God. start barking. And because I was renting, I felt all this pressure, right? So yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Mm -hmm. I think that there is, I think that's another piece of the puzzle that if maybe you guys are listening to this and thinking about getting a dog, I would challenge you to, you know, check everything out like you know like all of it like you should be understanding the crate and please don't go out and buy your dog a crate that's a mansion and say something silly like it's a whole house in there because you know what they're gonna just piss all over everything yep. because that's what they do they mark their territory they are scared they have too much space mm -hmm. and if they have too much space they actually roam more do yes. not put things in there for them to chew either and the first time you bring your dog home it doesn't need a animal in there it's it's fine and for the first six months minimum you shouldn't put anything in that crate other than food if you're going to do anything. Yeah. Um, and food feeding in the crate just if you have multiple dogs, right? Like, and it's just one of those things that it's just, you know, like Erica said, she doesn't do it with all the dogs. But once your dog gets into the house to avoid any sort of resource guarding, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, but again, you like there's so much more to the crate is that like people, you, like, that crate is theirs. So mm -hmm. your kids can't climb in it. It's your, their safe place. It's, you know, like I feel... Like Summer, my rescue dog, she loves the attention, but if she's having too much, she will get up herself and go and rest in her crate because it's her little den. Yeah. Nobody can get to her. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's her safe spot. Um, but I'm noticing that uh, she is like waiting for them. So even part of her crate training ended up being me having to move her crate into a different room for her so that I could hear her when she was letting me know what was going on in there. Yeah. So two days of the behavior, she was calm in there. I could bring her places. She was great. It took me about two weeks um, to work through any accidents at nighttime and stuff like that. But we haven't, knock on wood, had an accident since Woo! Monday. Mm -hmm. So one week, almost a whole week. Yes. yes. So it's been, oh no, Wednesday. So a whole week. It's oh, been a whole week. Perfect. So um, knock on wood. I've been really, we've been really, really focusing on that because we ship the bed with our other dogs and my Jax is a nut job. Like he cannot calm down. He has horrible separation anxiety. Um, so when I think that's all I was going to say, it's just unnatural. And, and, and we're just asking our dogs like, okay, what, that's what I was gonna say is that Freya is starting to go to bed now at eight 30. So I, we generally don't put the dogs to bed till about nine, nine 30. Um, but her witching hour is that 7 30 to 8 30. And she generally in the last week was able to calm herself down and, you know, dig and do all that kind of stuff. And then she put herself to bed on the floor. The last couple of days, I know she couldn't, she can't leave Jax alone. Um, Jax is starting to try to disconnect and step away, but he, he just, he can't, he, his, his impulses, he can't hold them. Help. So 
Yeah. So I just started putting her right into her crate. And I'm like, Perfect. and I even said, like, I was like, man, Freya, like now you can't hang out with us anymore. And it's true. I wanted to hang out with her. I wanted to get some cuddles in with her, but that's not what she wanted from me. She wanted to hang out with Jack. She wanted to do those kind of things. Um, and she just couldn't handle it anymore. So she went into her crate and that's what's happened the last two nights. And she slept through the night still. So not that's a problem. That's what you want. I don't understand. No, it's exactly what I want. But it's this. just like that piece of like, Yes, I get that moment of people trying to cuddle their dogs and kiss their dogs and get some love in from them. But if you really look at their behaviors, like if they really, really want that, they're going to ask for it. Exactly. And it's like, if they don't, you really got to just watch like, you know, yeah. what we're doing because then we're just, what, what we're teaching them is to learn to decompress with us. Yeah. And it's unfair. Remember when, remember when Raina used to have, um, issues with uh thunderstorms remember in tristan yeah. and or kingston were giving you shit before yeah. we started okay yeah. so reina they were taking her out at thunderstorms even uh erica was and her middle son kingston, kingston said seneca told you you're not allowed to do that and it's because i had said and she was like well why she couldn't calm down and i said it's really unfair if you teach her to calm down with you and you're not around the next time she needs to calm down and, yeah. and she was like oh and it was just right it just then. clicked. I was like, she's right. Like, and it was just like that piece of like, Jax can only calm down when I'm around. No problem. Like, we can put her in a crate. We can walk away. She can go. I could board her wherever, you know. She can go in a car. She's fine. There's no need for me to be right there next to her. Although she does love my company and yes. will come next to me for whenever sure. she wants to. But it's great that we have this tool. I don't know what I would do without that with my pitties before I had my Frenchies when I feel like I was maybe not the best owner, an educated yeah. owner, yeah. my pit bulls, you could not get them in a crate. You could not, I could not bring them anywhere. I can never bore them. Um, I, I even bringing them to the vet to like get their nails cut. They were, they're no. crazy. No, it wasn't, nobody was getting their dog's nails cut. No, nobody is right. Like people say it all the time and it's just now where it's like, the next question is like I had written down was people ask us like when to ditch the crate, mm -hmm. right? And like never. Why? Never. Why? Why? Like if you get so I think Mariah had a really good point. She had said like when you're happy with all the behaviors that your dog is displaying, then you can consider giving your dog some more freedom. Mm -hmm. Um but the odds are the typical person doesn't still has issues with their dog yeah, so of like course. my dogs my dobies mm -hmm. like odin great obedient wise mm -hmm. mindset generally is really good but like he still takes off at prey mm -hmm. and that's whether it's a small dog he's not gonna go and eat the dog but it's just a point he takes off mm -hmm. i don't like that behavior mm -hmm. so should he not be in the crate right yeah. like and that's just and that's a trained dog and that yeah. dog's been through many many yeah. very very <laughs> expensive and intensive board yeah. and training yeah. so and training with me yeah. and so he's a great dog but at the same time he has his issues so every and big, any and he's big, and, he's big. Like and every dog is gonna everyone have an issue at one point or another. even the fully trained dogs yeah. why are they in crates mm -hmm. because they still have things that they go through yeah. the yeah. police dogs are in crates why yeah. because because they need boundaries they do they need boundaries regularly to be reminded what is what's expected and and they also need to know that they're doing things right. Like mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a communication piece to say like, yes, you're doing things right. Like if you notice, like dogs will generally kind of run to their crates at times when they're, when they're uneasy about yeah. things, right? Which is good that they feel that place, that place, but um, 
Um, it also helps us when we see, when we're working with dogs too, and like if a dog retreats to a crate a lot of times, it generally, it's great, one, it lets us know that the dog feels safe, but two, it does let us know we got some opportunity to work on protecting that dog's face yeah. and have them feel a little bit more confident in this world. But imagine the dogs that don't have crates. Imagine those scared dogs that have nowhere to retreat to and they're retreating to their owners. Then the owners try to have people over and no wonder the dog's lunging and jumping at people, right? So um, yeah, when to ditch the crate, I would say never. I would say if you end up taking it to a different room for a little bit or if something, you know, you don't use it for a few weeks because yeah. you're on vacation or something. Sure. That's fine. If you're happy with your behaviors, but I don't think I would ever get rid of it. And, yeah. and I'll tell you why this just came to me. What about our senior dogs, our dogs who are starting to go blind, who are having hip issues, who are having all these other things, right? Like those dogs are now like, they should, the crate would be very helpful. For them. Oh yeah. Like I have a friend mm -hmm. who actually reached out to me and her dog and her son are having, um, like a battle right now. And I said, well, you know, chances are you aren't up for crate training because she's expecting another baby. And, um, but I did say like, you have good boundaries in the house, but my suggestion is the crate. Yeah. Like if you're asking me for any training, it's the crate. However, if you can't do that and commit to that, then, you know, at least place training and some tether training and some boundary training. Right. But it's just, it's unfair to train them that way because you're not starting with the, the, the best part of the, you know, like you're not starting with the boundary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And even now, like, all three out of three of my dogs, two of them sleep in a crate religiously. Raina right now is pregnant, so she is with me 24-7 just in case anything happens to the pups. But if I leave, she goes in a crate and she's fine. Yeah. You know, and it's just something that we're always going to keep. Does she always sleep in her crate? No. But she's well-trained in mm -hmm. a crate. Yeah. I can stop for months, and if I need to put her back into the crate, yeah. she knows, and she's mm -hmm. well with that. Yeah. Agreed. And that's Gemma too. Like Gemma, I took her out for a few months and behaviors actually got worse. Like she ate an entire remote one time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and it was like, that was before I was a trainer. And I was like, oh, she likes her crate. Why did I take it away? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I took it away again when I moved to this house. And then the same thing, obviously all my dogs are in crates now. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. We're pro crates. That's, pro for, crate. that's yeah. for dang sure. All right. So to conclude, make sure you think about crates and educate yourself if you're not sure on why a crate is important. And reach out if you'd like some help on making it a little bit more fun and making sure that your dog enjoys it because we can definitely help you with that. Yes. But you gotta be open to the crates and you gotta use it throughout your day. And don't give up, just have patience. It's yeah. gonna suck, it's gonna suck so bad at the beginning. Maybe take some time off work. Yeah, oh yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Crate the dog while you're, if you work from home, crate the dog while you're working. You know, Any opportunity you can do to crate them, do it. But just There's a lot of training people patience. out there too on, on social media accounts. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. a lot of accounts like us who are sharing free information all the time. Um, we're not saying, you know, use the crate because we are mean trainers. We're saying use the crate so you can have freedom. Mm -hmm. Like we just, our whole thing is we want your dogs to have freedom and adventure. And you can't do that without some boundaries. Nope. And don't forget to use the car. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye.